0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Welcome to Life on the Other Side is Should, a podcast of the She-Hive Women's Collective in Ferndale, Michigan. I'm your host, Ursula
0: Adams. And I'm your other host, Sonia Mastin. And I'm your other other side host, Jackie Smith. And each week we gather to debunk the pretty, pretty bullshit women have been taught to believe about themselves.
2: And explore how women can thrive when they live life according to their own truth or maybe rules.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody, and a happy Podcast Wednesday, part two. How you doing?
2: Woo-woo. We're great. We're I think great. we're great.
1: Feels very springish. A L- L- little today. whining
2: earlier. Got all <laughs> of our system. <laughs> ah, nice.
1: So, we have a, a, a guest with us tonight. So, we have Jessica Van Valkenberg, who is one of our key holders at the Shiai. So, welcome, Jessica.
3: Thank you. Oh, Thank excited you to mean. be here. Tell us a little bit about you, Jessica. Oh, man. Where do I start? How much time do we have? You have like. <laughs> 20 seconds.
0: 20 seconds. with Scorpio I like walks some easy 3 minutes,
2: 10 minutes, 1 minute. Yeah. Well,
3: I um am a key holder at the She Hive and I teach the burlesque classes. So my business is Brazenly Beautiful. And it helps women to embrace their curves and their bodies just as they are without having to change them, just being who they are, um, accepting self-love. So I do coaching with that and then also the burlesque classes, which are super, super fun. My background is in dance. I was a Las Vegas showgirl. That's my claim to fame.
2: (laughs) I am so in love with this. I'm very excited about this.
1: (gasps) Oh my gosh, that's so, when I, before I met Jessica and Kim, another woman that we work with at the She Hive, she's like, you've got to meet her. Did you meet this woman? She used to be a, a Las Vegas showgirl. I'm like, who is this goddess? <laughs> <laughs> I've never met one. Do they exist? Do they walk? Do they live the casinos? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are they
3: named Lola? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her name was Lola.
1: I
0: oh, know, right away. Every Shana. time we see her, that gets in my, I don't
3: it's it's rare. I mean, it's like a little. But the people who have been, we're all like a tight knit family, and like a, it's almost like a sorority of yeah. the showgirls from you know past and and now they're kind of extinct. You yeah. know, Hate to say it because those old old school shows have really re- retired, and there's like a new you know the new millennial showgirl yeah. is a little bit different than or the Celine classic. Dion.
0: And <laughs> yeah, you, you do those classes at the Hive, correct?
3: Yeah, so my classes—it's—it. I mean, no one's getting naked at the She Hive. It's—it's much more of. Well, I,
0: mean, I not do. For this, I do my office. Not but. for this class.
3: <laughs> frowned upon <laughs>
1: <laughs> who knew Wait, somebody tell Laura Khalil <laughs> <laughs> Please
3: don't. um but no it's um it's more of like a cabaret style burlesque style class where um I teach a routine and we just kind of everybody learns it and we perform for each other and we celebrate just our bodies and being together in the space and being women and feeling sexy and it's really really empowering yeah I really fun exciting
1: I never get to go because it's Saturday night, which is my date night. And, but I always love the videos when they come
0: through. I just, it just yeah. seems so
1: cool. So, Sonia, I think you have a story for us tonight. Yeah. I
0: do. So, I uh, have been uh, doing my uh, escape from the hairiness of my life right now by watching binge-watching. So, I watched, I binge-watched Shrill. I, mean, was, I think it was only like five or six episodes. And I've been trying to find just sort of funnier things to watch, and and uh, I watched um, Amy Schumer growing uh, her, her latest stand up, and she so she talks about a lot about pregnancy, and it's Amy Schumer, so it's like poop humor and hemorrhoids and a lot about sex, and it's funny as all get out. It's like this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> but then she said um, she was talking about. Um, she read the this, this survey, the this study, and it was of all these men and all these women over decades. And the study was what women fear most and what men fear most. And this was so telling to me. So women fear most violence, mm-hmm. being raped, being assaulted in some way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a valid fear. I mean, mm-hmm. we do the ridiculous things with the keys in our knuckles. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what, I, like Amy talks about this. And I'm, I'm the same, like, what, what am I going to turn to a key ninja suddenly? And I'm going to be like, what am I doing with these keys? Yeah, But it's the idea that we have to do that. And mm-hmm. so the men, it was, a, it was a massive study. Their number one fear what do you guess the number one feeling? I know what it is actually. Okay, what do you think it is, E. D. What is? What do you think it is, Jess? <laughs> like something
3: about what other people think of them, their
0: ego, ridicule, mm-hmm. ridicule. Yeah. Yeah. Number one is ridicule. Yeah, and so I love Amy because Amy had the, took the thought right out of my head, and all the other women was like, "Oh, is someone going to not like <laughs> you? That's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could die." But oh my god, if somebody doesn't <laughs> like you, that is the worst thing in the world, and more than anything,
1: Jackie, it probably is ridicule of their member. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I think maybe that's a number two fear. <laughs> yeah. But Not it, sizing up. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. A little dysfunction in the erectile but, area. I mean,
0: seriously, though, what do you guys think of the fact that, uh, like, what a discrepancy. Like, we're afraid of real things that can cause real harm, that can alter your life forever or end your life. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid of something that someone says.
1: Well, I it, I don't want to totally discount the fact that <laughs> I'm afraid of ridicule, too, just a little bit. Right? right. But the first time I ever heard that study... um. It shocked me because I didn't realize that I actually lived the majority of my life in fear of mm. my life, mm. you know. And I'm like, because it's just so second nature to you. You mm. always wonder, like, you know, you don't walk in scary places, and you know, I learned how to put the you know car keys mm. a certain way, be- this way, not that way, because if you do it this way, when you punch him in the eye with it, it'll go between your knuckles and rip the flesh, you know. And so, like, I learned all. <laughs> like, I don't remember my husband ever taking a self defense class, right. you know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I could go on. Please do.
0: Yeah, please do. Well, I mean, it's, actually, it's
2: um, kind of I, I was having a conversation with my daughter, and I realized I was coaching her on how to not get raped. Mm-hmm. I was, And then I, I stopped. I said, hang on a second. And I pulled out my phone, and I went on Facebook, and I said, I am right now teaching my daughter how to not get raped. I really want you to think about this. Every person, think about, I am sitting here teaching my daughter
0: how to not get raped. Yeah. What Most kind of men it? are teaching their sons how to conquest, yeah, not, right. not, not to not rape, yeah. but how to actually conquest West. women. And, and that's, yeah. you know. So, so
2: that was, that was just such a, ended, ended up being a huge discussion on my wall, a little contentious in, in a few moments. And I started deleting things. I don't, I don't care. I'm the boss of my Facebook page. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's a whole thing of like discourse and blah, blah, blah. I said, but if you're going to sit there and it was mostly women who were defending their sons. Ugh. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not delete. And I sent him a little message that's not what this conversation is about. Mm-hmm. If you're going to post that you're teaching your son how to respect women and, and how to not rape, I'm going to let you put that up there. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to start talking about something else, I'm going to. This is not the conversation. Well,
1: yeah. oh, I love what, I love those kind of things on Facebook because then everybody else's shoulds and rules really come out. Yeah. You can't you can't delete that bitch. Watch me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I, did, I can. I did, My rules.
2: <laughs> a, I did send
3: a little message to him too. Yeah. say, I did delete your post. Mm hmm. And I think what's sad, too, is that sometimes, you know, when we are um, as women, we're so afraid of that violence or we're afraid of that actually happening that it stands in the way of us being who we really are. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like I just like to be sexy and I mean, I'm pregnant right now and I still like to be sexy. You know, I want to show off the boobs. I want to, like you know, and it's like. You know, I think we sometimes, like as women, I feel like we live in this culture where it's like, oh, don't dress, you know, and then we have all those kind of the stigmas that are like, you know, which is totally not true, but it 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 stands in our way of being like your true self, yeah. and mm-hmm. being how you really want to be. I, th- oh
1: god, it's such a loaded topic. The way she dresses, I'm like, what was it about my eight year old turtleneck that turned you on the first right. time I was sexually assaulted?
0: Right, you know, like, right, right, <laughs> you know. But and, I like that Schumer talks about uh, you know just uh, all the because a- she goes into more all the aspects of it and it's mm-hmm. the same thing of just yeah. like it's just insanity of y- it, she talks a bit and I and I love to give credit to millennials because everyone likes to talk shit about them mm-hmm. and she does give the credit the same credit that I that I do all the time which is the millennial women were like to to us like so let me get this right you've been sexually harassed your whole lives mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe we should do something about it. Oh, yeah, maybe we should. (laughs) Right.
3: Me too. I agree. (laughs) It's amazing.
1: (laughs) Today, um, I was leading a team through an exercise where they were creating their working agreement today. And one of the men, so there was one woman. I'm proud to say there was one woman in the room besides me, and she was the leader of the team. So that was kind of cool. But she had seven men working for her. And one of the agreements, one of the men said... You know, when somebody says something that's right in the room, I don't feel the need to repeat it. I go unless it's a woman that's saying it, and then you need to amplify her voice. <laughs> you know? I like it, and they all looked at me like, "Huh?" <laughs>
2: well, I um, I was at uh, there's a um in my city there's a college potentially coming in and people are up in arms about it, et cetera. And so I was in this meeting with, with a bunch of other citizens and um, one of them was another business owner. He says, none of the businesses want this. And I go, that's not true. It's not true. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he's like, what you want it? And I go, I might. But with this anger here, um, I, if I speak up, you could potentially boycott my business, potentially put me out of business because I don't agree with you. And I sat there and I realized I'm this is that that voice thing mm-hmm. of like I'm actually because he was big and intimidating didn't really even realize he was doing that and the facilitator was awesome saying actually that's the feedback we got is that people who are for this don't want to speak up because of how intimidating the people in this room are and I said thank you for saying that because um, I'm a little intimidated myself and and you all could take me out because you don't agree with me and is that the kind of city we want mm-hmm. But I was terrified to say that because of that, that potential to realize how ingrained it is. It wasn't just that um, this group was angry, but it was it was that whole thing of like, I'm outnumbered. This is um, a natural response for me to be quiet, sit back. Mm-hmm. Um, to please, to placate. Yeah, to you know? placate, mm-hmm. um, to collect my stuff around me and then go find other people who agree with me and then we can be a big yeah, My big routine uh, group 2 well we're socially conditioned
1: we talked about this a couple of weeks ago as women we're socially conditioned when men walk in the room to step back to mm-hmm. be quiet <laughs> it doesn't matter whether they're big and angry we're going to step back to begin with yeah. and then when they're big and angry we're really going to step back
2: it's scary mm-hmm. i and, and then i and, and then what happens is your adrenaline comes up and then i was you know. like i had to really have an internal conversation going you've said enough sit down because what happens is, and then as women, we then we get shrill. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I haven't watched the show. See if that's a part of it. But then we're we're considered out of control and things like that. Because what we're doing is, it took a lot to pull all that up. Right. We just got into fight response because mm-hmm. um, we decided to choose. We don't have a lot of
0: time exercising that response, so it's, like, very scary. Like, if you get to fight or flight, like, we're used to just flight. Yeah. That's our gig. And it gets
2: really heady Mm -hmm. when your adrenaline's, like, you you can, I mean, like, almost out-of-body experience sometimes. And I'm pissed off, and I just let it all come out, especially if I'm holding back. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. It's kind of scary.
3: And then how many times have you heard um, a guy say, you know, my ex-wife was was crazy or my ex-girlfriend was crazy, Mm -hmm. which, you know, bitches be crazy sometimes yeah, but yeah. at the same at the same time you know how when that when i hear that from someone i'm like but what did you do
0: yeah to make her go crazy <laughs> how long did, she, did, like, that, how did, did long your was bullshit she build up, up, up with yeah, yeah, before yeah. she's like ah! yeah,
3: yeah. Cause, Cause, you know that can really that like what you said because you can only stay quiet for so long and mm-hmm. then it erupts into a volcano of crazy mm-hmm. yeah
1: oh i'm sure i have a lot of ex boyfriends who think i'm crazy
3: Yeah. <laughs> And I was somewhat
1: crazy pants back then.
0: Yeah. And the point of me bringing it up is not to complain about it, but just for, for, you know, women and hopefully men that are listening to the podcast, to, to show like the discrepancy of. These are real fears that both genders have. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not discounting ridicule as being a real fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like how one will not end your life. Yeah. And the other will. Yeah. Like we live in very, very different worlds. So maybe a little bridge of understanding and trying to hear women out more might do you a lot of good that you understand exactly why they we lose our minds sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just you're tired of the crap. You're tired. You're yeah. Tired, you're tired of the false comparatives. Well, my life's hard too. No, sweetheart. <laughs> I know you have hard stuff, right. but you know, <laughs> oh, shit.
2: <laughs> you know, and and there's that perspective that we get stuck in when you're in um that that fight or flight kind of kind of thing when you're when you feel your world or your existence is in danger, um, uh, what for whatever means whether it's you know financial survival or or medical survival or stress survival, um, you feel that there's no other perspective in this world but yours. Mm-hmm.
1: We can't think rationally when you're in fight yeah. or flight, so. Curious, anybody got a should they want to talk about tonight before I pull one out of the should box or somebody pulls one out of the should box?
0: I think it's kind of part of it though. You know, yeah. you should be more understanding of the issue that men have as well because I mean, you do get a lot. Like, we're really expecting that's, that's how our society is yeah. set up to to actually accommodate for yeah. any, you know, discomfort of men. I mean let him be uncomfortable for a little while
3: there is one thing that um i thought of that's kind of been coming up a lot for me i'm um heading into my second trimester of pregnancy and this is my first child and you know i waited a little while i didn't have kids like in my 20s and waited for the right guy and waited for the right situation and um i can't believe how much shaming Mm. is coming from women Mm-hmm. And and they and meaning well, and I think that that's a big should is that sometimes we think that we're helping each other. Um, you know, so many women are like you. Even like I bent down at my job today, and someone's like, "You shouldn't be doing that." You know, <laughs> You shouldn't. You shouldn't be bending. You shouldn't be squatting. Like I just kind of squatted down to grab something. You shouldn't be squatting down like that. And then like, someone's what like, is it? Like, just gonna, gonna fall out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be standing. You shouldn't be. You know, working these long and and it's like yes, I know that there's a lot of fear around pregnancy and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of precautions and you know i'm not like you know surfing um but (laughs) it's like it's really been interesting to me how many people and i've always heard this that you get a lot of you know unasked for advice yeah you know Mm -hmm, because everyone has an idea about it but really horror birth
2: stories yeah Yeah.
3: and a lot of that kind of like you know oh this could happen the fear yeah Mm -hmm. but it's it's been kind of amazing to me how many people are really um you know Shaming, kind of. Yeah.
1: So one of my uh, colleagues at the part-time gig um, is um, pregnant right now, and actually going on maternity leave as of Friday. And so last week we threw our, you know, a small baby shower at um, work, and we did baby shaming bingo. <laughs> <Or, or, laughs> pregnant? I'm sorry, pregnancy shaming bingo. And so the squares were 25 things you should never say to a pregnant woman, <laughs> and then we asked her how many she had heard. She would heard almost all of them. It just blows my mind mm-hmm. why we think it's okay to tell other people although I have to say if there's a day I mean if all it takes is getting pregnant for somebody to say stop squatting stop bending yeah I, I'm down
0: <laughs> you're, like, you're like I'm getting pregnant tomorrow you're in a yeah. seat wearing the baby
2: on board shirt with the arrow pointing down I mean
1: yeah I'm 50. for the rest of <laughs> yeah. your life I'm 50 but if Halle Berry can do it I can
2: yeah
1: <laughs> well I'm not 50 yet but
2: holy is kind of awesome I'm just going to let you know I'm, yeah. I'm loving it now
1: yeah well I'm not claiming it yet because I'm not there yet but I'm not worried about it one bit good yeah Okay, Jessica, you want to do honors? Sure. And pull us? So every week we pull a should out of the should box. These were created by the women of the she hive. Anytime one of them says should, we ask them to put it in the box. So what is tonight's should?
3: Oh, this is a good one. And yeah. Should not be a bitch. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, will it hurt you if I'm a bitch? Well, Jackie is not a well. At least not a side. I'm not a side bitch.
2: bitch. I'm a straight up bitch. I'm front front seat bitch. Well,
1: what does being a bitch even mean? Oh, well, like, two things. Okay,
0: it means to men ridicule. Okay, I think. Oh, full circle. Ding ding ding! ding. You win. And it, it means to women that you're standing in power that they're too afraid to stand in. Usually. Yeah. For me, like that, that's a lot of the case where you, if you come across as a bitch to a woman, it's because you're intimidating them in some way. They feel like, you know, you're standing in power that they wish that they could stand in in my, in my experience with people.
1: I have a a love-hate relationship with this word. Mm -hmm. I really, I know that there are some women, you know, like Laura that we, you know, work with at the She Hive has really been trying to reclaim bitch, you know, Mm -hmm. and taking it and Mm -hmm. I, you know, I I don't even want to reclaim it. Like me standing in my power is nothing. I mean, it's not nothing, but it's you can't label that. Right. (laughs) I
3: I mean, I think bitches like when for me, when I'm being a bitch, it's when I stop people pleasing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so sometimes it is standing up for yourself. Mm -hmm. But other times, you know, it could just be those factors like what we were talking about that you're not right with yourself because you've suppressed things for so long or you have no self love or it's more of like a. I feel like if a woman is calling me a bitch, it's probably a reflection of my level of Mm -hmm. self-love. But then sometimes if someone's calling you a bitch, it's just because you're holding your ground too. So Mm -hmm. I can see it as both being like what you said, powerful, Mm -hmm. but then also like, yeah, maybe you're starting to go on that crazy train a little bit.
0: I think though, if you're having a real moment, um, and a woman sees that you're having a real moment because you're in a moment of frustration, bitch usually isn't the first word they go to. Mm-hmm. There's right. usually some empathy on their end because they've been there. Not always, because some people are just hateful and are having a hard time in their life themselves. you mm-hmm. know. But
2: So over 26 plus years, I've been the boss. And I've been the bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting, um, the expectations of being a boss, and I'm not saying poor, poor me, I'm just saying it's just this different reality of expectations. So if I am having a moment... And I'm not okay, um, and and I'm standing in boss shoes at the same time. Oh, yeah, I am un- I am an unforgivable bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and it really hurts my feelings because mm-hmm. I'm human. Oh yeah. God, forbid I'm human. And it's really interesting how um, I stand in those shoes a lot as a as a, an employer, as a teacher, um, as a counselor, and that if I have um, a human moment i am um I'm not okay. I am not an okay uh validated, viable human being, and I might as well die not because I'm thinking that, but because that is now the narrative that's coming at me
1: i think i I feel that a lot um one, I've given it like we expect the people who lead us to be infallible all the time, whether it's a parent or it's a you know it's a boss or it's you know our politicians or whatever, mm-hmm. although I wish some of them might act a little better but you know <laughs> I you know I think of the expectations I've held others up to and the moment that they slipped right? right you know it's just unforgivable how dare you you're now a leader why would you do that yeah because I poop Still human. Yeah. 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 everybody um, poops
2: <laughs> um, I also have a, one other issue with bitch mm-hmm. it's not a witch with a bee I'm a witch. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, they're using the word witch as a replacement for bitch. But I think that's very telling because in if you kind of go back in some of the um, etymology of the word and, and where it came from, a witch is someone who is empowered. She was a woman in her own right with her own land um with her own ability to make decisions about herself and no man controlled her. And so she was immediately labeled a witch. And then there's other there's other parts of it that, that go back too. Um but just pulling on that that one piece, it just really bothers me when somebody goes, she's such a witch, but with a B and I go, A, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> and two that's A rude and, two. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: and yeah and and, and lowercase b yeah. <laughs> this uppercase b yeah. is about
2: to take you out isn't
0: yeah. there
3: an acronym too that's like it's like badass yeah. incomplete con- control control
2: like, yeah, 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 yeah
3: total control of yeah. herself or yeah. something I've heard that
1: well i think one of the things you said jessica that is so poignant i mean that is going to stick with me tonight is when i stop people pleasing Mm -hmm. when i stop people pleasing suddenly i'm something other than what you need me Mm -hmm. to be right and not working for you anymore yeah exactly but it
3: might be the better thing for me yeah Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely oh man i don't know <laughs> Just shake yeah. your head Actually,
2: I'm going to say that if I'm going to have a should, you should be exactly the kind of bitch you need to be in the moment.
1: You need to be. You okay?
2: need. You, need be, you, must. you must. You must. You must. And you should not go home and dwell on it and ask your husband. <laughs>
3: Do you think that I was is, a bitch? How was, how was I in that <laughs> because, meeting?
2: Did I come across too strong? Yeah.
3: Can you read this and tell me what you think about this? Yeah.
0: Because, um, I just threw up my mouth a little bit. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to to compose myself. So
1: if I have time for one last story before we sign off for tonight. So yesterday, I, I'm having a hard time. And Sonia, you've talked about this before. At a certain age you become just invisible. Yeah. And there's some places I'm feeling irrelevant at this point in time because, you know, corporate America and I spend half my week in corporate America is really set up to seduce the youngins, yeah. you know? And at 48, I might as well be one foot in the grave in corporate America at this point in time. And also I've created a she So a, a business that can run without me there most of the time. So a lot of times I just don't know where I need to be because I don't really need to be anywhere. And, um, and I'm at the same time, and when I'm feeling not um, my full self, right? Where there's not something connected, not connected. When I'm yeah. feeling not connected, I get petty, and so I called my husband yesterday, and I'm like, I just got to say this to you because I can't say it to anybody else. And now I'm going to say it to the podcast, to everybody. But I'm like, I am feeling so petty and jealous <laughs> right now. Why are all these bitches getting all of this stuff, and I'm just feeling irrelevant? Blah 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 blah. And then he tried to solve it for me, and I'm like, No, honey, yeah.
0: no. <laughs> I start. I start mine now with that. I go. I don't need you to solve oh, anything. Yeah. I just need a vent for a minute. Yeah. And he goes, okay. Like okay. He, he puts that hat on. He yeah. knows exactly what I want. Yeah. He goes,
1: I don't know what to do. I don't know how to solve this. I'm like, I don't need you to solve this. I need you to listen to me because I can't say this to anybody else. I'm so jealous right now. Aww. And all I need you to do and he's like, you're wonderful. I talk about you all the time. I'm like, Ooh. right things to say, honey, now mm. go wash the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> go clean something. Go clean something. It's my yeah. love language.
2: He said something in the air because that's been feeling some of that too. So. Yeah. Oh.
1: We're gonna have some fun at Masterminds tomorrow. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna be in class. Oh, sorry. Oh,
1: kill me. I'm gonna be
0: drunk in a ditch somewhere, I think. at <laughs> a Masterminds. Oh, wait, oh yeah, no, I'll be there. I'll be <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, any last thoughts for the evening before we sign off, ladies? I think we covered it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good one. I go, There was a pregnant pause.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah! But um <Shh>. <laughs> okay.
2: You know what? Actually, I do have a final thought.
0: Son of everyone, a I know you're relevant.
2: Everyone, you're invisible right now. You really? Can I you even hear you? me? What am I saying? anything? in the room. I hear <laughs> something. Fan? I am not. No. Okay. Uh, no, we're all we're relevant. I just wanted to say this to everyone who's listening right now. You're one hundred percent, one thousand percent relevant. Mm-hmm. You are not invisible. You may not be the most important in the room in the moment person in the room in the moment and um and and you might not be sparkly in every moment and you are 100 percent valid at every moment and you matter and you matter and your stories matter
0: yeah i'm gonna cry I, yeah i love that little you know regardless <laughs> of what your belief is i love that that meme that's being shared mm-hmm. and it really did give me like the corny yeah like, choke choke me up a little bit and it's uh you know god made everything and he felt the earth was so important that it needed one of you too yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it reminds me of that. Like, yeah, like you're so important yeah. that, that there's they needed one of you too. So. You never
2: know who you're affecting in any one moment. Yeah. yeah. So, oh my God, I I'm, love spending time with all of you.
1: That's so savvy, much. note. <laughs> that savvy, note. We're gonna go make out in the parking lot.
2: So, can I have a margarita first. <laughs> yes,
1: totally, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh my tonight. God,
2: thank you. This is I'll amazing. Have a margarita you. for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have okay. some.
1: <laughs> and we will see you next time on Life on the Other Side of Should.
3: Bye. Bye.